Welcome to the Moms Who Money podcast, where every week we chat about all things related to money, mom life, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Eileen Joy, and I am a money and mindset coach for moms, teaching you how to confidently go from living paycheck to paycheck to making money easy. Money doesn't have to be hard. It is possible to break the chains, and I'm going to show you how. Get ready to join the Moms Who Money. Welcome back to the Moms Who Money podcast. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're looking for a safe space to learn about money and how to really make it easy, you have come to the right place. And if you are regular, welcome back. One of my main goals is to make you think differently about money because it's our brains that hold everything back, right? So if you know you want to make a change with your money, but you're too afraid to do it, or if there's something holding you back from doing it, it's your mind. Right. So that's why I talk a lot on this show about money mindset. I want to turn your brain upside down when it comes to money, because everything that you've basically been taught about money up to this point in the world has gotten you to where you are. Right. And so you want to learn how you can change that, how you can go from where you are now to where you want to be. Right. So most of that work comes through your brain first before you even jump into those numbers. So today I want to just jump right in. I want to jump right into a topic that is so important and it's just a topic that really needs to be tackled because our society teaches us just really how to spend, right? We're a spending society and all we're doing is spend, 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 spend. But to create wealth, obviously it's not by spending, right? There's a a way to get to financial independence, right? And what is financial independence to you? What is it to you? Have you ever really thought about it? What does it mean, right? I mean, it means different things to everyone, but financial independence is simply when your assets are paying your bills comfortably. It's when you're bringing in enough money from your investments that you can live comfortably. So you don't have to worry about it. It's just flowing all the time, just flowing in and out, in and out, in and out. And then you don't have that resistance against it. And you're still able to spend it and have fun. You're also at the same time enjoying your financial independence. There is a roadmap to get there. And there's three main pillars. And those three main pillars are simply decreasing your spending, increasing your income, and then you invest the difference. And that's it. That's really all it is to get to where you want to be with your wealth. And all you really hear about is decrease your spending, get on a budget, blah, 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 and all these things. But you think to yourself, well, I don't make enough money. There's always more month left at the end of the money. Or I do make enough money, but I just don't know how. Or I don't know where to put it. Or I don't know what I'm doing with it. When I get paid, where does it go? So we really only hear about the first pillar. Number one, decrease your spending. Spends less than you make. But no one's really taught you that you need to also be doing number two and number three. And number two and number three are just as important. And please excuse my voice. I have a throat thing again. I always have laryngitis. It comes all the time. But this time I thought it was laryngitis, but it's not. It's actually a post-nasal drip that caused my throat to become completely inflamed. And... It's just awful. It hurts so much. <laughs> my throat is so swollen right now. <clears throat> I, I lost my voice 
a few days ago, and I've been resting it. I'm drinking my throat coat right now, and I want to bring this to you because it's so important, and it's uh, it's something that's been coming up a lot lately with my clients, and because it's something that society doesn't really ever talk about, and it's really a new concept, so many people find resistance against it, and they kind of want to just put on the brakes, you know, because it's it's scary. It's something new. Money is like learning a foreign language. You know, it's like a new learning a new language. So if you think about this, you have your job, right? And I always say that your J-O-B, your job, is keeping you just over broke, right? That's your job, J-O-B, just over broke. And it's really because of many things. It's because of your lifestyle creep, which I've covered numerous times on this show. So please go back and listen to previous shows if you have not. And if you need a review, go back. That's why it's there. This is a free resource for you to listen to over and over and over. You don't have to listen to it just once. And that's it, right? We learn from from repetition. So go back. Go back and listen. So lifestyle creep. Obviously, the more you make, the more you spend, right? So every time you get that little measly raise every year, you spend it all. It's just gone, right? Another reason is comparisonitis. We're always comparing ourselves to one another, right? We're trying to keep up with those Joneses, right? And the more we try to keep up with the Joneses, I mean, you know, the more you try to keep up with the Joneses, the more money you spend. And then it's just making you feel less than because you feel like you need to have all the things that you really can't afford, but neither can they. So you're all just trying to keep up with each other and you're just keeping each other broke. So if we can just stop it, <laughs> just just stop it. We just need to just stop and take a really deep look at your life, your life and your life only, because that's the one that's most important, right? And what do you need for your life? And And that's it. It really all comes down to that you're just not making enough for the lifestyle that you've created. Do you Did you ever really think about that? It's that... You're the one that designed the life that you're living now. Of the lifestyle creep, the comparisonitis, the keeping up with the Joneses, you've now created this lifestyle for yourself that you can't even keep up with yourself. And all you know how to do is spend, right? So you get your money, you pay your bills, and then the rest is just gone. But no one ever taught you how to make more money. You've only learned how to be an employee. So when you're just an employee... You only know how to be an employee. So yeah, there's a bunch of ways that you can bring in more money at your job. And in addition to that, multiple streams of income is a really good thing. And then no one ever taught you how to make your money grow. And we do that by saving and investing. And no one's really teaching you this, right? So I teach you how to do it. When we work together one-on-one, or even when you're in money school for moms, this is what we tackle. We tackle decreasing your spending, increasing your income, and investing the difference so you can create wealth. You can tackle all of your debt. You can stop living paycheck to paycheck, and then you can teach your kids how to do this so that you can set them up for life. Doing any of this is all new to you, right? Like I said before, it's like learning another language, right? Money's like learning a foreign language because it's something that you don't know. And it just takes a little bit of learning. But this language, I feel, is the easiest to learn out of all of them. And the way that you approach your money can be so simple. 
It may not always be easy, but it's simple. And since you didn't learn about money in school, you really might have never ever heard of these three pillars. And so many people are just stuck in the rut of trying to reduce their expenses, like going on a diet, right? What do you do when you go on a diet? You're going on a diet, usually just to lose some weight, to fit into an outfit for a wedding or a party, or you're going on vacation and you want to be summer ready or whatever, right? But going on a diet, you're just cutting back. You're depriving yourself of the things that you really want to eat. And then, you know, you can't go out anymore for pizza and ice cream or whatever your favorite foods are. Pizza and ice cream are mine. (laughs) Those are my vices. And money is the same. It's really the same when you're trying to cut back and then you don't really have a plan, right? You're just winging it. So you know how you yo-yo diet, right? You go on a diet, you lose the weight for the whatever you're doing, and then you go back to your old habits and you gain it all back, right? Same thing with money. Like say you're going to save for one little thing or you cut back for a month for something, right? And so you're cutting back, you're depriving yourself, and then you just can't do it anymore. And then you explode with a retail therapy session at Target or on Amazon for hundreds of dollars because you're just winging it, right? So I always talk about how dieting and budgeting are basically the same kind of thing, where you're depriving yourself. You feel like you're depriving yourself, but it's because you don't really understand the whole mindset about making a change, making a real change, making a lifestyle change, and making it last. When you really understand how each of these three pillars are so equally important, playing the money game will start to make so much more sense to you. And I understand that financial independence might seem like a huge goal, like it's just so far away, especially if you're trying to figure out how, how can you make it happen? The fundamentals are always the same, no matter what. And you know, personal finance is personal. So you've got the fundamentals and then you personalize it for you. And that's really all it is. So when you use this three-pillar philosophy, the way that you approach your money, it really simplifies it down for your brain. So I'll tell you again, the three pillars, you decrease your spending, you increase your income, which creates a gap between those two, right? So when you decrease your spending and increase your income, now you have this gap of money. So what do you do with that? Well, you take the gap money and you invest it, and then that creates your long-term income. And that's simply how you put your money to work for you, not against you, right? We want to make it work for you. And the money system, I I say this, I feel like I say this every day. Our money system is so broken, right? All they want you to do is spend, 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 buy my thing, buy my thing. Let me charge you all this interest, right? That's how the banks make their money. Whenever you buy anything now with interest, that's how they make their money, So instead of having the interest work against you, let's let it work for you. And like the most important part of creating your long-term wealth is what you do with the gap that you create. So the bigger the gap between your spending and your income, the faster you can reach financial independence. So here's an example. If you're spending $2,500 a month and you earn $4,000 a month, And you have a $1,500 gap. So all you do is you take that gap and you invest it, which creates the return, which will compound for you over time. And then it compounds while you're living your life, right? And doing other things month after month, year after year, it just compounds and it grows until it's enough for you to never have to work again, unless you want to. If you're spending $4,500 a month, 
and you're only making 4000 a month and you're throwing the rest on your credit card, then you have a negative gap. And that's the interest on your debt that will compound against you. Do you see how this works? So which option would you rather have? Your money working for you or against you? I mean, that should really be easy. And when you're always trying to catch up or cut back without a plan, you're getting nowhere fast. And that's where you're running that hamster wheel. When I see those guys in the pet store, I always think about how cute they are. And, you know, I, I love watching them run that wheel. And I always take videos of them. And they're just so cute. But picture that being you. You running that wheel, which is what you're doing now. Right? You should be so tired. Are you tired? Right? You're just on that wheel running. That is what the majority of people out there are doing right now. Running the wheel. And I always feel so sad when I look around at people these days because most people just look so miserable and just stressed out, really. And it's it's just really, it's money holding them back. Really? That's really what it is. It's money holding them back from living their dream, right? Is that what's happening with you? Is it money holding you back from living your dream? What really is holding you back? I mean, they don't teach that. They should have a class in school, right? No one's teaching you how to live your dream life, like dream life 101 in school, right? That's what I do. I teach you how to live your dream life through your money, right? And instead, life right now, it's all about being a good employee, right? But we want to also create more, right? So let's, let's break down the pillars a little bit. So reducing your spending. I can go on and on and on about reducing your spending because this really is like one of the easiest ways to help to create a gap. And there's a million ways to reduce your spending and then you shift your spending from one place to another. And what I focus on is values-based spending, which you know is to reduce your spending without jeopardizing your happiness. And when I first got serious about my own money, I reduced my spending down to almost nothing except my bills and my basic needs. I stopped going out to eat and basically stopped having fun. I was so scared of my financial future that I sacrificed my own happiness. So yes, money can buy happiness when you're spending it on things that make you happy while you're also striving for these other two pillars. So I'm gonna give you some quick, easy ways to reduce your spending. So the first thing is to just look at the big three. Have you heard of the big three? If you've been listening, for a while, you should know what the big three are. The big three are your food, your car, and your house. So for food, cook at home, go out to eat less, meal prep. Um, you can actually, you can actually, you can actually eat cleaner at home when you have some good go-to healthy family recipes that you might even love and then even lose weight because of it because you're not going out to eat so much and eating all the extra stuff. And then you, you know, preparing it yourself, it's even more healthier. When was the last time that you really paid attention to how much you spend on going out to eat and maybe delivery and your groceries? Pay attention to this stuff. You can save so much money just in this one area alone and your car. So do you really need the car that you have? I talk about cars all the time. All you need is a safe and reliable car. After all of that, really all you're paying for is the car company's marketing and advertising bill, right? So the more expensive your car, the more luxurious your car, you're paying for their marketing bill. And at the end of the day, it's a car. How much is your monthly payment? What's your car insurance payment? How often do you actually drive since COVID? Has that changed? 
because my car has become a paperweight in my garage. I really don't drive my car that much anymore. And how important is having a luxury vehicle to you? Like if you really thought about it, how really important is it? Is it just to keep up with your neighbor, keeping up with those Joneses? You know, you need to have some kind of luxury car for what? Because I know just from my years of commuting, the luxury, I had a Lexus that got destroyed on the road from all of the commuting that I did. It was, I was so sad. I'm like, I have this beautiful car. This was years ago. Crazy, right? So think about that. And then the cash that I used to spend on my car payment that I paid off my car, right? So now what I do with that cash is I invest it. So the money that I was spending on my car payment, I invest that money now. I put it in my investment account every single month because I love not having a car payment. Plus, I've also saved cash for when I will need a new car. So I'll continue to not have to have a car payment. What about your house? Are you able to afford your house or are you house poor? Remember those Joneses, they don't pay your bills. You do. Are you renting a home right now or do you own? What's your monthly payment? How much longer are you planning to stay there versus like how much time you have left on your loan? I live in a really affluent area of town in one of the best school districts in this county. And my son and I were looking online at house prices recently because I was showing him how to look up houses online. And so we started looking at how much houses are right now in in our area. <laughs> and it, it's insane. <clears throat> The house prices in this area have more than doubled. And one of my clients actually was able to sell her home in California and move to Arizona to be near her family. And she was able to spend so much less on a home in Arizona than in California. So that money that she was able to make from the equity on her home was quite significant. And then she was able to take that and invest most of that money into the market. So think about your food, your car, your house. What do you need? What don't you need? What changes can you make? That Those are the big three where you're spending the most money. And then move from there. Where are you spending the most money? And then where are you spending money that you don't need to be spending money? There's so many ways to reduce your expenses once you really just start paying attention to it. And then just ask yourself, how important are these things to you, right? What, what other expenses can you just reduce or eliminate. It's really that easy. The less you spend, the easier it is to save. And then that just gives you that bigger gap that you can invest. Increasing your income. There are so many ways to increase your income. You're led to believe that whatever you make at your job is all there is, right? And that you're at the mercy of your employer and you hope to get a measly raise once a year. And they hold this carrot in front of you, hoping that you'll stay there and be loyal to them as they move that carrot further and further away from you. And this can just keep you stuck for the rest of your life. And the real magic is increasing your income. And when you can bring in more, and then after reducing your spending, then that gap is even larger because there's just so much you can do to reduce your expenses. And that's it. If you need to raise that gap up, increase your income. The real magic is increasing your income. When you can bring in more and after reducing your spending, the gap is even larger. Now, this is really where you can mess this up if you don't understand why we're increasing your gap. So remember, the gap is for you to use to save and invest only. This is not for spending. So when you reduce your spending and you increase your earnings, then you'll take all of this money and put it towards your goals and future you. The more you invest, the faster you can stop working 
if you want to. And the more choices you'll have about your own life, then your time will be your own. You won't have to answer to a boss or someone else who can tell you when and when or when you can't have a sick day or when you can take time off to see your family. Or, I mean, what if someone close to you passes away and you want to take time to grieve and then you're told, well, you know, you could only have three days off because that's your bereavement time. Well, I'm Jewish and we take at least seven days to sit Shiva for a family member. And as we age, we have kids to take care of. And then all of a sudden, we have our parents to take care of as well. There's just so many increasing and changing responsibilities in our life. And just knowing that you have a plan in place to get you off that hamster wheel and not have to work until the day you die. I always picture you with the walker with the tennis balls on it going into the office. No one wants that. There is literally no ceiling as to how much money you can make. I'm constantly amazed at how people make money out there and all the creative ways that there is to do it. You can do it. You also have to want to do it. It will take time. It'll take energy, effort, which is the price you pay, but it's worth it. It really is worth it. There are endless ways beyond the few that I can give you here, I swear. But just open your mind and dream about your future. Taking time now will give you even more time later. Because, you know, time's our most precious commodity and nothing will change unless you change. There's endless ideas, but you only need to pick one or two to increase your income. You don't need to do them all, right? Just pick a couple, one even, just something, just (laughs) make some more money. So I'm going to give you a bunch of ideas. Here's some quick ideas, okay? So the first one is the obvious one. Ask for a raise at work. Ask for a raise. Have you ever tried? I mean, depending upon what type of job you have, you might not be able to ask for a raise. But if you honestly feel that you're great at your job and you're not making enough money, ask for more. I have this hanging up in my house. The answer is always no if you don't ask, right? The answer is always no if you don't ask. And you always miss 100% of the shots you don't take. There's also a right way to ask. And there's also preparation involved. It's not like you're going to walk into your boss's office and demand a raise, right? You got to do your research on your own job. What's the range of the income that you're making? How long have you been there? How long have you been in your position? Have you spoken with your employer about how you can better serve the company? What ways can you prepare for this? Is there something else that you can do within your job to get more money? Like These are questions you can actually ask your employer to prep yourself for getting a raise. Sometimes it's not an overnight thing. You have to prepare for it. And then getting feedback from your employer as to really what it would take to get a raise. And you can just work towards that. You can also find out how much of a raise it would be. Because the more value that you provide to your employer, the more valuable you become to them, right? So you help them achieve their goals and then earn more money so that they can reward you with more money and even maybe more perks too. You can also ask around and do some research about other ways to make more money in your industry that you might not even know about. And then depending upon how much money that you could get or the range of money that you could get at your job, or you might need to get to a whole new position to get the raise that you want, you might even want to get a new job depending upon how long you want to stay there. So there's a lot of circumstances and variables that might go along with this, right? You, you really can just go out and get a higher paying job somewhere else with possibly even better benefits and a fully remote position if you don't have one now. So you can work from anywhere, right? So you can just start looking around, see what's available now just to get an idea. You can also use that as leverage to get more money at your job. Now, there's so many ways to negotiate. 
And this one's a fun one. I've always had a side hustle ever since I can remember. Always. I was started I started network marketing in my early 20s and I had a network marketing business for I don't even know how many years. Like if 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 you know me, you know this. <laughs> I was always asking you to buy something. <laughs> but it's so easy to make extra money on the side with a side hustle. It doesn't have to be network marketing. It could be anything. Having a side hustle, it does take up extra time. The thing is that you can create however you want to run it, right? And it's so easy to create a few thousand dollars a month or more. It really is. And if it's something that you enjoy doing anyway, then why not make money from it? You can teach classes about something that you enjoy doing, like cooking or art. You can offer tutoring services, do some photography on the side, creating art and selling it, jewelry making, florals or gardening. I mean, the possibilities are seriously endless. It's all up to you and your creativity and your imagination. And then just really realizing what are your gifts? You can totally change your career or your industry. You might have to pay for courses or learn something new, but if your industry isn't paying you more and you know you can't get more doing something different, just start learning now so you can stop complaining about your job and just go do something else, right? Go do something about it. Change your life. You don't have to stay stuck where you are. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't at all. There's so many opportunities out there. You just have to have your mind be open to them. And there's so many courses out there where you can just learn something new without breaking the bank. There's also books. I have learned most of what I know about what I do from books. There's millions of books out there on countless topics that are waiting for you to read them. Remember, you're in charge of designing your life. You design your life by the choices that you make. I know someone who loves to cook and started doing cooking classes. And she was so good that she kept getting referrals and started to become so busy that she was able to quit her job and teach cooking classes now as her main source of income. I mean, isn't that amazing? So it could be anything. You can also consult within your fields. And depending upon the field that you work in, you could create an opportunity that you never even thought about by consulting with others within your field or getting a large contract that pays more doing the same thing that you're doing now or training others, there's so much you can do there. And then obviously finding a way to help others. Is there something that you're really good at that just seems so effortless to you that people ask you to help them with it all the time? Or this could just be something that you're so good at that you don't even realize that you're good at. It could be something so simple. This obviously could be a potential side hustle or even a new business for you. Helping other people is one of the most rewarding things that you can do, especially for your financial success. And entrepreneurship really is about finding someone with a problem and helping them to fix it and then charging them for it. That's it, right? Sometimes the answer is right in front of you and you don't see it because it's something that's so easy for you that comes so naturally to you that you don't even realize that other people struggle with it. It could be something so simple like, you're really good at Excel and you create worksheets for other people and charge for it. Yes, you can do that. Maybe you want to learn web designing and design websites for businesses, or maybe you want to learn something new and then turn around and teach it to people for a profit. Just do it. It is possible to do this. It is possible to even retire early or at all, depending upon your age, right? You just have to want it bad enough to make it happen. You just do things differently than most people, so you can make it happen. 
Other people out there are floundering around, wondering if they'll ever be able to get off their own hamster wheel, right? I mean, who knows? As long as you focus on your life and what you want, that's all that matters. And then the last one, obviously, is save and invest. So now that you've reduced your expenses and increased your income, now you have your gap, right? You can take this money and invest it like crazy. This is the part that messes people up because the financial world out there makes investing so complicated. It's really not complicated. It's so easy to invest for no fees. I always say the best financial advisor is the one staring you back in the mirror. I fired my financial advisor, right? I fired my financial advisor because I wanted to learn how to do this myself. I wanted to understand what to do. I wanted to understand where my money's going. I want to understand what's happening with my money. I want to understand all of it. And I don't want to pay someone to do it. Most financial advisors take a huge, huge fee. So your money starts growing, but they get a lot of it that you can actually keep, right? It's how much you're keeping. This is the most important thing. So is that's what's stopping you from getting started? It's just not knowing how to do it. The easiest way to save your cash is just using a high yield interest savings account. And depending upon the rate that you get, you can also use a high yield interest CD. And the easiest way to invest is to invest in low to no cost index funds that track the S&P 500 inside using your tax advantage accounts, which I've spoken about numerous, numerous times. The S&P 500 is the standard and poor 500. So why is it called the Standard & Poor? Because the Standard & Poor, S&P, it's a company. And what they do is data source independent credit ratings. And that's where the name comes from. It was a merger that happened back in 1941 between two financial data publications. And the guy's names are Henry Varnum Poor. And he had a publication on railroad prices that dates back to like 1860, and then the Standard Statistics Bureau, which was founded in 1906. So these two companies merged in 1941. They track the top 500 companies with the highest stock performance. And basically all on indexes, it's just a group of stocks, which in this case is the top 500 best performing companies. And this is really the easiest way to get started. And obviously there's more detail, but that doesn't have to be complicated. There really is a simple way to wealth. And the more time and the bigger your gap, the better. So getting started yesterday was the best time to start. So remember, the three pillars of financial independence are, say it with me, decrease your spending. Number two, increase your income. And number three, invest the difference. So over the next week, just start writing down some ideas in your journal. Think about ways that you can decrease your spending and increase your income, right? Just start brainstorming and writing. Think of a few a day, right? And then by the end of the week, you'll be amazed at how much you can come up with. You can Google ideas and that'll help your brain think of more things that are personal to your life as well. And then go look at the money that you're spending on. What are these things? Do they, are they things that you value? Yes or no? Look at your bank accounts. Look at your credit cards. Look at the statements. What can you immediately cancel that you don't need or use any longer? What can you negotiate with to get lower payments? How can you still have fun for less money? There's so many ways to achieve this. There's just endless ways to create more money in your life. And it's all just being open to seeing the opportunities that are right in front of you. And all you need to do is open your eyes and look. The answer is right there. So get these three pillars down. And you're on your way to creating a legacy for your family. And I'm here for you when you're ready to take control of your money. I do have one one-on-one -on -one money coaching spot available this month. 
and I'll show you step-by-step how you can create wealth, stop living paycheck to paycheck, and then get your kids set up for life. So all you got to do is hop over to my website, momswhomoney.com, set up a consultation with me, and we'll get you started. And if you loved what you heard today, please, if you're listening on Apple iTunes, please, five-star rating and a review, a glowing review. That would really help the show. If you're also listening on Spotify, you're also able to provide a five-star review. The more you can rate and review the show, the more that the show will be suggested to other women just like you, and it will help the show grow. It'll help the collective of women out there learn about money and learn that it is possible to create wealth. It is so important for us as a collective, as women, as a village, to come together and help each other. And then also, if you want to share the show with someone that you love, Take a screenshot of the show and send them a text. Put it on your socials. If you put it on your socials, please tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach so I can see what episode you're loving. And then thank yourself. Thank yourself for being here today to invest in yourself because remember, you are your own best investment. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, please share on your social media and tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach so I can see which episodes you're loving. The only way this podcast grows is by you sharing it. Please rate, review, and subscribe down below. See you next week.